0: Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from from a a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get Get ready to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner.
1: Back on this Monday, boy, it is, I'll tell you what—it is getting ugly ahead of Iowa. Very, very, very ugly ahead of Iowa. I mean, I, I know politics are what they are, but you know, these—the he, knives are out, and everybody's uh, going for the kill. Um, looks like Vivek and Trump are having a little bit of a, a issue now. Uh, Vivek is doing considerably well. I mean, here's a guy that came from a nobody. And put a lot of effort and had a strategy going forward. And he's got a, a lot of support from a lot of different people. And it looks like his support has been steadily gaining, not losing. And he feels pretty confident going into today. So, um, I mean, we'll see how it all turns out. I mean, obviously, Trump is clearly the front, front runner. And I would say is expected uh, to take Iowa. I don't think anybody thinks anything different. But the question is, is who's coming in second? If Vivek pulls off a big upset and he comes in uh, um, under Trump, uh, then Haley and DeSantis really got to reevaluate their campaign strategy or uh, really think, do they want to continue on? Should they just drop out and then offer their support to whoever that they think would be uh, best suited for the presidency? But it is certainly getting ugly. I can tell you that I was reading a few different uh, polls this weekend, about why people like Donald Trump. Why Trump over the rest of the candidates? A lot of what I've been saying was in there, but uh, <clears throat> mainly it's because of his um, personality. Uh, people, they look to people with strength, uh, the people that are straight shooters. They like that about him. They like that he is that way. Um, another reason why... People say that they like Trump is because he's already gotten a job done. His policies are better for your working-class American, so they um, they they throw their support at him. The Center for Square Voters Voice Roll Poll uh, of about 2,500 plus likely voters conducted uh, in conjunction with the Nobel Predictive Insights shows Trump supporters among the highest. Uh, Republican voters making less than $50,000 a year, and those without college degrees. Um, he's he's pretty much dominating. Trump holds a commanding lead over the GOP candidates. Among those likely voters, 61% of them picked Trump, uh, 12% picked DeSantis, 13% picked Haley, and 7% picked um, Ramaswamy with uh, Chris Christie, even though he dropped out. Uh, he had a paltry 2%. Uh, among voters with a household income of less than $50,000, Trump's support reached a high of 70%. With voters making between fifty dollars and $100,000, the uh, former president had about a 58% support, uh, and that figure dropped to 51% for those with household incomes above $100,000. Uh, no matter what income level it was at, Trump had more support than all of his GOP rivals combined. I mean, he's he's just doing that well. That's why... Unless for some unforeseen reason, he is knocked out of the race. I mean, it looks like from, you know, all the indicators are pointing to Trump. It looks like he's going to be the guy. Uh, Voters without a college degree back Trump at a 68 to 48% for those with college degrees. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know if that's what that's truly saying or what it's not saying, Um, it was a pretty good, uh, uh, poll as well as some of the insights into why people maybe vote that way versus why they don't, why they support Trump, why they don't. And as I said, a lot of people, it's about his persona. It's the fact that he's a straight shooter. He don't take no crap. Uh, he portrays a strong male. They like that as well as his policies. Everybody knows that under Trump's policies, things were much better than they are today. You know, people have uh, looked back just a short four years ago prior to COVID uh, and you look at your life then and you probably had a lot of extra cash floating around. Things didn't cost as much. You were able to uh, enjoy dining out. You were able to go take some trips. There were things you were able to do then that you're not able to do today. You know, you'd probably go in and fill your car up or your truck up and you know, it's 50 bucks uh, as opposed to 75 or $80 today. I mean, there was just a lot of positives there and a lot less negatives. Uh, The cold college degree thing, just because you are college educated does not mean that you are smarter than the person next to you. All it means is that you have uh, a higher education in a particular field. So if you're going to talk about that particular field, then yes, you would probably have a lot more information on that particular subject than somebody else just off the street. You know, for example, if you're a geologist. Okay, you're going to know a lot more about geology than potentially the guy standing next to you. I mean, it doesn't mean that in all aspects of life that somebody with a college degree is so much smarter than everybody else. So I hate to burst your bubble if you're going to college. <laughs> It doesn't mean that you're smarter than the average person. I mean, it it does mean that you are smarter in a particular field or on a particular subject than probably most walking around that have uh, not studied on those courses, on those uh, subjects. But uh, in general, it doesn't make you a smarter person because I know a lot of college educated people that are pretty stupid to be honest, to, to be 100% honest with you uh they have literally no common sense and things that you would think man you're college educated dude how, how, how did you miss that one uh they just don't pick up on yeah and then no, it's not a cheap shot of people that go to college you want to go to college go to college uh but certainly don't feel like you're so much better than everybody else because you went to college that's all I'm saying Uh, On to my next subject. We're going to see, tomorrow should be pretty interesting. I'm obviously not going to record anything until after Iowa, or tonight. I'm recording ahead of time. Uh, So tonight will be interesting uh, until after uh, everything is complete and we have a clear winner. That's when I will uh, uh, do my recording for this. It should be interesting. You know, like I said, the knives are out and Ramaswamy is definitely rising in Iowa and We could see something pretty shocking Monday night, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Insurrections. You know, we we talk about insurrections all the time, especially lately. I think prior to January 6th, not too many people had even heard of the word insurrection. Unless you study politics or you're a strategist of some kind that uh, understands, uh, you know, about uh, overthrowing governments, you probably don't know that, you probably did not know that word. And don't be ashamed, because I would say probably the good majority of people did not know that word, including myself. Um, but the, the, as far as insurrection goes, the White House was evacuated uh, on Saturday night as anti-Israel protesters and rioters gathered outside of it, uh, with some causing damage to the security fence and even throwing items at police officers. Okay. The protesters were chanting ceasefire and free, free, free Palestine uh, and wave Palestinian flags. Yemen, uh, Yemen, Yemen, make us proud. Turn another ship around was also chanted during the protests, which took place only hours after the attacks uh, were conducted against the hosts in Yemen. <coughs> According to the U.S. Secret Service, several fences outside the White House were broken and workers and media were relocated as a consequence of these protesters' actions. I mean, I could make an argument, and a pretty strong argument, that you have people outside the White House um, throwing things at police officers and damaging fence that is there to keep the people inside safe. You had to relocate everybody as you did on January 6th. I could honestly make a case that says that all of those people should have been arrested as they were on January 6th, and each one of them should be penalized the same way that they're penalizing the people that attended January 6th or that went into the Capitol uh, regardless of what they acted like. Most people that went to the Capitol just walked around. I I could make a strong argument that says you should. However, in today's society, it's not going to happen and nothing will happen to these people. They did say that they will deal with the people that threw stuff at the police officers, and of course, the uh, captain of the police department of D.C. did condemn the acts of these people. But with that being said, the fact that they're down there tearing down a fence in front of the White House, and you're having to relocate staff and media out of fear that these people, what, potentially could come in? Uh, Don't you think that they deserve the same treatment as the people on January 6th? I mean, I... There's an argument to be made there, and I think I can make that argument. I think they should be treated the same. Uh, The destruction of property, trying to go in the White House. Probably even more so with the White House. Yes, people were in Congress and they're going in the building there, but uh, supposedly you got Sleepy Creepy in the White House and you got uh, staff that's in there that need to be protected, and they're going directly to the gates and trying to rattle down the gates and get there. Funny how... If you're protesting for Palestine, you can get that close to the White House. But if you're protesting for anything that's pro-American, I don't think they even let you get that close to the White House. Uh, of course, nothing is going to happen. Let's be honest. A few people that threw some rocks. Uh, it'll go by. You know, the The fire hose is wide open. The elections around the corner. Media is going to be going completely haywire people will listen to this today and forget about it tomorrow. So all of these people will get a freebie and they can do whatever they want to do as they have done in the past. uh, And can they live by a separate set of rules than we do. Let's just say it that way. Texas, Texas did did a good job. Um, National guard is seen using riot shields to block illegal immigrants from entering the U S in Eagle pass. Texas is actually defending its own border, thank you Texas, and the people that are actually protecting the United States and trying to stop the illegal flow of this many immigrants into the country. Let's slow them down, send them to the areas that they're supposed to be in. You're supposed to come in a certain area, go in that area and let them check you out. I mean, Joe Biden, don't give a damn if you come in here one way or the other, so checking you out don't mean a whole lot these days, but... Better that you're going through a port of entry than just coming across the border illegally. Abbott decided to make that uh, decision because he's sick and tired of the flow of illegals coming into Texas, and I don't blame him. I mean, I'm with him 100%. I'm tired of it coming into the country, and I probably don't even see a fraction of what's coming across into Texas. Uh, With that being said, Colony Ridge documentary by Glenn Beck Uh, gives a perspective on how the border crisis uh, is turning Texas slowly but surely into a blue state. Um, If you haven't watched it, if you don't have Blaze, you probably should get it because they really do fantastic work on that channel um, and really dig deep to try to bring you all the correct facts. They are not afraid. Anything that they have or produce... You can, if you're a subscriber, you can get the documents, you can see them for yourself. You can see how they came to their conclusion. It's really all there for you. It's a great place to get information. I have no ties to Glenn Beck. Zero. Other than I am just a fan of their that, his work. And I don't have any ties to him at all. But when you see somebody putting that much time and effort into something and they can actually back it up with documentation, it's definitely worth listening to that person. Because they're doing things and exposing things that otherwise most people would not hear of. I mean, you could probably credit Glenn Beck with a lot of... um uh, breaking the story on a lot of different things that we are fighting today because he has stayed on top of it because he's a worry wart and he cares about the United States and he's got a whole probably really solid staff of people that work with him that are going to be digging 24 seven to get all this information out to you so if you don't if you don't if you haven't seen it or you're not a subscriber, I would just recommend that you probably that was something you might want to look into it's not a whole lot of money to be a subscriber and to get on that but it's definitely a documentary worth seeing. Um, In the documentary, basically, he is saying that within 10 years, um, Texas will be lost. It'll be a blue state, it's going to be run by Democrats, and then, you know, that definitely is going to change the elections. That's You lose Texas, which generally is a pretty solid red state, it's going to get even harder for a Republican to win uh, going forward, which... Means that you'll will be run by really a bunch of crazy people. Um, so certainly something to watch, something to pay attention to. But it's good to see that Abbott, who well, I'm not a hundred percent all in on Abbott. I'm not like it's not like he is. I am his greatest fan or anything of that nature. But Abbott has done a good job with some of the calls that he has made regarding immigration. Uh, so hopefully he'll keep that up and try to protect his state because he owes it to his people. They're the ones that voted him in. I don't know why, but when I think of Texas, too, besides the flow of illegal immigrants, I always think of oil. And um, I don't know if anybody, anybody noticed that the there was a oil price surge um, as the Red Sea conflicts have escalated, um, threatening basically more inflation on for us. <laughs> I mean, who else is going to get impacted by this other than us? Oil prices moved higher. As much as 4% on Friday after the US and the UK bombarded the Iran backed Houthi rebels with missile strikes and retaliations for the attacks on the ships in the Red Sea. Uh, I mean, who could have predicted this, right? Who could have, who could have saw this coming <laughs> from a mile away? Uh, Biden administration, they're weak. I mean, when we are being attacked and whether it be drone attacks or they're attacking our drones or when there is any form of an attack on the United States at all, any, any of our military, this is not about loss of life. If there's an attack on us in any way, shape or form, it's always going to come when leadership is weak. And right now we don't got any leadership. Weak is uh, weak is an understatement. We don't even have anybody in the white house. You got a puppet up there that does nothing that knows nothing. Nobody's scared of this guy. Nobody takes this guy serious. Just as we know, they know he's corrupt as hell. You know, he's on the take. Yeah, they're definitely not going to fear him. The you'd probably, more likely thing would be that they would bribe him if they needed something done to turn the blind eye so they could do whatever they wanted to do. Because if it involves money, I'm sure Joe's there. He's ready to collect his paycheck, you know, regardless of who's getting hurt in the process. And I'm getting a little off... Uh off topic here. The price of Brent crude, the global benchmark spiked to over $80 a barrel to its highest price of the year before retreating to around $79 by mid-morning in the uh, in New York at around 10.30 a.m. Brent was up by around 2%. The price of the West Texas Intermediate crude, the U.S. benchmark, rose above $75 a barrel, by mid-morning, that price was up around 1.9% to $73.35. Natural gas also rose sharply by mid-morning, and the price of natural gas was up 4.7% after the initial rise of nearly 8%. Uh, I say mid-morning, but mid-morning is um, Friday. So this this all happened on uh, Friday. This is just uh, some of the notes that I took down. The prices could actually go a lot higher depending on um, what happens in the Red Sea. Uh, if the Allied attacks were unsuccessful in destroying the Houthi uh, weapons, then oil tankers would need to go around Africa, then up, you know, you'd know, you have up to about 80 million barrels would be locked in transit, and that would send prices up as much as 5 to $10 per barrel. So you pretty much know what that means for us. If the Red Sea's conflict should stay, um, it could increase in producer price and add to inflation in January. So, I, December notably, things dropped just slightly. Yeah, we, we had just a slight drop in December. Uh, and you probably saw that in your gas. Yeah, I would say that most people saw that gas tapered off just slightly. And I'm sure your prices at home to warm your homes and everything tapered off just slightly. Maybe they didn't, depending on where you live at. But uh, for the most part, you should have seen a very slight tapering off. Uh, it was a little less than half a percent. Uh, but potentially with this, uh, there could be a 1.2% uh, increase in your in gasoline and in your energy going forward because of this conflict that Joe Biden has allowed through weak leadership is really, Hey, you know, just like in, just like in your workplace, right in your workplace, if the job's not getting done, who do they go to? They don't go to the workers. They don't go to the low guys on the totem pole. They go straight to the boss. You're not doing your job. These guys aren't doing their job because you're not doing your job. You're to be. The, you're supposed to be the one directing everybody in here. You're supposed to be the one delegating the work. They're not doing their job. That's your fault. Well, Joe Biden, the same thing applies because you're not doing your job. This is what's happening around the world, and we are the ones being directly impacted by your stupidity and by your weakness. Which hopefully that will change in 2024. I, I just. I, I really hope we have a good election this time and we get this guy out of here and we could really do some uh, corrections here in the United States and Trump could make us energy independent once again and shut the border back down. And We could really start getting a good handle on things because, uh, you know, it's, it's desperate times. I can't imagine another four years with that moron uh, at the helm. It just seems like we're not going to make it. So, that being said, tomorrow... It's going to be late night recording (laughs) sometimes things get a little crazy late night i might be saying some wild things you never know Uh, but (laughs) that'll do it for me today Uh, we will do it tomorrow and uh, it should be interesting we'll see what happens in iowa
0: and that wraps up another episode of little joe's conservative corner thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes and join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.